Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy! Hello, welcome to Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I am Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. And news up top, Joe Rogan. He's been censored, baby, on Spotify. A freaking fawn in the side of my enemy, so to speak. My guest looks quite impressed with my... Defeat of Rogan on Spotify. I mean, I didn't do anything, but I'm going to say it's my defeat. Uh, he's been censored. You know who hasn't been censored on Spotify? Me. Me, baby. That's one thing I have on Rogan. And that's why you should listen to this podcast. And today I'm joining, I'm being joined by my guest, Taylor Bradfield. And she's just wondering when she can speak. Can I speak now? Oh, well, well, now that you ask, I'm thinking maybe just another <laughs> 20, 30 minutes of just me gloating about how I didn't do anything necessarily, but I'm going to take credit for Rogan being censored on Spotify. Yeah, I haven't heard about this. So wait, what's exactly happened? So Joe Rogan's podcast has joined Spotify. Spotify paid a lot of money for it and they've removed episodes that had, let's just say, controversial figures on it. Really? Why? Okay, geez. All right, well, you can always just go on YouTube, right, and see them there or go on his website. Taylor, I prefer if you didn't tell my listeners that other platforms Sorry, exist. I'm not advocating. <laughs> it's only Spotify. It's only Spotify. Oh, Ross Welcome to the Ross Purdy uh, podcast. Go and watch Joe Rogan, guys. Don't watch Joe Rogan. This podcast was originally <laughs> going to be called the Joe Rogan Experience, but he wouldn't let me call it that. That would be so funny. That would be really, really funny if you did that. I always thought when I was younger, it would be really funny to name a band Anonymous. Because, uh, you know, when songs pop up online and it, they don't know who it's by, they just say Anonymous. And so if your band was actually Anonymous, I thought that could be clever. Okay, but if you did that these days, Taylor, people would just think that you're like from QAnon or something like that and you're releasing a songs now. And people would just oh, listen and try like to... Decode your song lyrics. They might. They might indeed. Um, do you, like, follow that whole QAnon saga and everything that's going on in America right now? Nah, man. I'm right in the head. I'm not, not freaking over here looking up Pizzagate and all that stuff. I'm eating oh, pizza. God. Yeah, I haven't been paying much attention. Although uh, I did get a letter in my mailbox the other day um, from some group in my local neighborhood, uh, like old people against masks or, masks or vaccines or something like that, talking about how the vaccine is just a ploy and that we're all going to get vaccines and that it's going to have some kind of mind control substance in it and that the social distancing is so that they can surveil our faces better because they can't recognize 
faces in a crowd, but if we're all standing apart from each other, then they can recognize our faces. And that after eight o'clock, after the curfew, that's when they're going around and they're installing security cameras and surveillance cameras everywhere. So I got that in my mailbox recently. You're going to join them or not? Oh, my attitude towards conspiracy theories is, would I rather be happier as a blind sheep and going along with exactly what the government wants me to do? Or would I be happier constantly paranoid, constantly looking over my shoulder, thinking everyone's out to get me. Even if I am right, I don't, I, I'm happier just following, honestly. <laughs> yeah, sheep seem pretty happy. I know, like, yes, they're headed to the slaughterhouse, but they don't know that. And once they're dead, who gives a fuck? They're dead. Who's slaughtering oh, sheep? Yeah, you can swear, swear to your heart's sheep? content. <laughs> Who's slaughtering sheep? We're slaughtering sheep, Taylor. We are. We do. Yes. Were you aware? What? What, what can we make sheep at do? Food. We eat them. I don't eat sheep. So what are you telling me is that we're eating sheep? Yeah. Yeah. And the sheep also has fluoride in it, which calcifies your pituitary gland. So that's mind control as well. The sheep is mind control, people. Don't eat the sheep. For someone who isn't into conspiracy theories, you seem to know a lot about the conspiracies to mm, kill it's sheep. my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend was well into them. The Bilderbergs and the Rothschilds and chemtrails and Hitler didn't really die. He actually escaped on a submarine to Portugal and lived till he was 80, blah, blah, blah. Moon landing wasn't real, GMO, blah, blah, blah. He was into all of that stuff. I mean, the moon landing was real. The guy from MTV got up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, doing it for the kids, doing it for the music. That's why we landed on the moon. It wasn't for any kind of space exploration or anything like that. It was purely to film that logo for MTV. That was the only reason they sent anyone up there. I know. It took, it, it took like, what, 10, 20 years to get that footage that's back? that's why Russia was that's why Russia is so sour that they didn't get it because now they don't get to have MTV. They don't get to control youth pop culture. The only thing they have is Falco. And even then they don't because he's German. What's Falco again? Was he the... Who's Falco again? Okay. Sorry, I should have warned you before I got it. Really dumb. Dumb. Dear Commissar, rock me Amadeus. Rock me Amadeus. It it's a song, Taylor. Is this a tuck peak? Oh, it's a, oh, it's a song. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's it. Rock me Amadeus and Dear okay. Commissar. <laughs> it, was, it was the German pop culture of the 1980s. Gotcha. Can, I consider myself educated now. Yeah. But, Thank you. And that's what this podcast is me. about. And you wouldn't know it, but this podcast, it's an interview show, although I like to prefer to think of it as like an interrogation. Oh, you've got questions for me. Yeah. I mean, they're kind oh, of questions. They're kind of half-baked non-sequiturs that are structured like, sort of like questions, but not really. Oops. They don't give the guests that. much wiggle room. And I think gotcha. they have no choice. Kind of like the Eric Andre show. Well... 
show is a comedy. Like this, show, this show is very serious. This oh. show isn't wacky. This show isn't going to have some sort of over-the-top thing happening. Do you see someone so standing behind me? Hmm? So I shouldn't flash my tears? Well, this is audio, so no, no one will see you flashing your tits. Oh, you don't post the, the video on YouTube or anything? Well, if you flash your like tits, but well, I guess I have no choice but to upload it to Pornhub. <laughs> then advertise the, this podcast that way. Hey, listen to this show. Occasionally, my guests on flash. Then you get censored on Spotify. I mean, if you did that while advocating, like, alt-right policies... <laughs> yeah tits for trump oh don't do that it's fucking die tits for white supremacy don't, don't do that don't give them <laughs> you gotta say hey look these you ain't getting these unless you're all about well peace baby freaking racial equality no, no. baby no, no, my tits are specifically reserved for uh, the hard right liberals who believe in fracking and racial inequality and sexism. These tits only belong in the kitchen. These tits only belong out of the workforce and I won't hear a crossword about it. Okay, well now I'm definitely getting off Spotify. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for <laughs> saying all of that stuff right now. No problem. <laughs> so what question did I ask that led us here? Okay. You do entertainment? How'd you get your start? That's a question. Well, do you want the short version or the long version? Uh, or the mid version? No, I think the longer the version, the more we can pad out this show. The less I talk, the, the better. Right. Well, uh, I... When I was in school, actually, ever since I was six years old, I always knew that I was going to be an artist uh, and uh, that was it. And I didn't really feel the need to search anywhere else. And I still got good marks in school. And when everyone was having their little existential crises in year 11 about what am I going to do? Who am I? I was like, ha, 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 I'm an artist. Fuck you. I know exactly what I'm doing. And then I went to art school and halfway through art school, I was like, holy fuck. I hate this. Like I loved making stuff, but the whole industry of it full of pompous, self-important wankers. We're all just greasing each other's palms. And it was very, I didn't like it. And at the time I was also stripping. So I started stripping when I turned 18 and I hold was on, like, okay, on, well, I don't on. like art. Hold on. Stripping hmm. paint? No, stripping, stripping paint? my clothes. Close off, off. A, close off a wall? I don't think I understand what you're going with this. Well, when a little girl grows into a big girl and she decides that she wants to fuck her mum and dad, uh, well, not fuck her mum and dad, but fuck them up, uh, she goes and she goes to a place called a strip club where there's lots of poles and lights and glitter and she goes and she takes off her clothes for money. Are we okay. all together now? Okay, Taylor, Taylor. I don't think I... What does incest have to do with paint stripping? No, not fucking, fucking them over. <laughs> fucking them over, not fucking them. I don't get what Although doing your parents doggy style has to do with paint stripping. Oh, my dad had a massive penis, darling. 
it's probably why my bar is so high now. Uh, uncircumcised. Uh, and yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all I can remember of it. But my parents were pretty liberal, walked around the house naked quite often. So who knows, probably influenced my tastes in some way or another. So you thought, pay me for this. You don't want to fuck your mum, Ross? No, I'm not going to kill my dad and marry my mum. My mum is, my, my life isn't a Greek tragedy. <laughs> Wonderful. We're both well-versed on the story of Oedipus. Um, anyway, so I was stripping at the time. And I, so I didn't realize I didn't like art school. And that was a bit of an existential crisis for me because for 16 years of my life, it was all I knew that I was going to do was to be an artist. And now that was gone, but I liked stripping. Um, and so I thought that this, it was because of the sex industry that I enjoyed stripping. So I thought naturally if I follow that pathway down to its, natural end that I will feel more and more fulfilled and more and more myself so I started doing a little bit of girl on girl pornography yada yada and it was fine but I wasn't really feeling fulfilled and so then I was even more confused I was like I thought this was my thing and then I was at a music festival uh, rainbow serpent and I had taken a lot of acid and I went to the comedy tent that was there. And I think I'd maybe had the idea of doing comedy in the back of my mind somewhere. Like when I was 18, I used to go to amateur clubs and get really drunk and heckle and just be a nasty fucking son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, I can probably do this better, you know. Uh, and so on acid in this comedy tent, something clicked. And that whole night I couldn't sleep because uh, I just was having ideas for jokes. And then literally the next week later, I went and did my first stand-up comedy show and that it all fell together. I was like, oh, the reason I loved stripping was the entertainment side of it, the performance, putting on a show, leaving people with a memory. So I started doing just normal stand-up comedy for a bit, but and I was really enjoying that. But then I realised something's missing. And I actually really missed taking my clothes off. So now what I do is I have combined stand-up comedy with burlesque into my kind of a new kind of thing. And that's what I do now. And that's how I got into it. Whoa, whoa, okay, hold on, hold on. The long version. Step up, step, step, step up to the streets for a second. Yeah. You combined comedy with stripping paint off walls. No, Russ, I combined comedy with taking my clothes off. Okay, now this isn't like that film Requiem for a Dream, right? Where you're being led down a hallway by Keith David and next thing you know, there's a bunch of like businessmen throwing money at you going ass to ass, ass to ass. Ass to ass, ass. Oh, I watched that movie when I was probably about 12 or 13. I think my auntie was trying to scare me off heroin. Uh, fun tip, it worked. Uh, I've never done heroin. That scene emotionally scarred me. So no, there's no double-ended dildos involved. There's no sweaty men throwing money on my glistening body. Okay, yes. And that movie uh, compares the plight of a sex worker to that of losing your arm. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that was the analogy it was trying to draw. But... You know, yeah. they'll say it's the same <laughs> thing. No, this is... Yes, the, well, yes. This is their self-destruction. Double-ended dildo action, it's the same as having your arm amputated. That's what Darren Aronofsky was trying to say. 
double-ended dildo action against your, not necessarily consent because she was consenting to it, but you could tell that she really didn't want to be there. I don't know. It could leave as much of a mental scar as losing an arm, potentially. Okay, well, now I've got to reconsider all my positions. <laughs> was that the pun intended? Positions? What? Like a CEO? Sure. Like, like a, a CEO. Like an admiral? Because let me tell you Corporal? something, Taylor. A CEO and an admiral are two completely different sort of sections, job sections. They are. You can't be a CEO. They are. Would you like to define what an admiral is for me? Well, an admiral is like uh, a rear admiral almost. In what way? In what sense? In the sense that they are an admiral of a rear. Well, one's an admiral and one's a rear admiral. So one is by definition not an admiral of the rear. Okay, okay. You're bringing this logic at me. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Would you prefer I not? Okay, okay. Don't bring this logic at me right now. You're expecting me to explain okay. the things I say. Okay. All right, I promise from this point forward, logic is out the window, gone. Okay, well, now you're just going along with whatever I'm saying, and that's not, I believe you to be strong and independent, you forge your own path, you combined comedy, stand-up comedy, and burlesque, for Christ's sake. And now you're just mm. locking down on whatever bullshit I'm saying? It's not for Taylor Bradfield, I know. I'm a guest, I'm a guest on your podcast. I want to be polite. No, come on. Come on, fight me. Leave the show. Fuck you, Ross. You little stumpy-dicked, bearded goblin. Fuck you and your fucking podcast. How dare you invite me on this? How dare you yeah, give me okay. exposure? Here we go. How dare you? Yeah, okay. Oh, hang on. Ooh. Yes, what? Did you have some other questions for me? I was just going to say, that, that was some real Gallagher-Mark Marin energy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Which you was, asked for it. You, you, would you want me to go harder? I mean, look, it wouldn't hurt. All right. Um, oh, God. Do you have a system? There's a real art to... You have a system Sorry? that you're going to sell the rights to your performance to named Taylor Bradfield too. I do have a sister, but her name is not Taylor Bradfield too. Okay, so you're not going to sell your rights to your act for her to do? No, no way. Also, uh, no one can do what I do. You're right, you're right. You are a renegade. You're a titan. You're... Absolutely. A can of Coke. Titan. A can of Coke never touched. Because no one would touch it. Because you drink it and it freaking burns your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Coca-Cola does. I'm more of a Mountain Dew girl myself, personally. You do the do? What about... I do the do. Have you noticed that they took away the original Mountain Dew? They've only got, like, the energy one now. The one yes. with Garana? Yeah, see. Where's the other one? 
the original Mountain Dew wasn't giving people energy. This is giving people energy. Mm. Right, right. Uh, I, is, well, I want the original back. I want to boycott the energy one. Do you want to stare, uh, just look to camera and say, I'm Taylor Bradfield and I do the do. I'm Taylor Bradfield and I do the do. All right. So now I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> I'm going to use that. And we're going to circulate it around. And maybe you could get like a Mountain Dew promotion deal out of this. Potentially. That would be fantastic. Honestly, that would lift up my situation tenfold right now. I don't know about you, whether you've been working during COVID or not. Uh, what's your situation? Uh, I think you should put a quarter in the jar right now. I didn't go through this beforehand, but we don't talk about the lockdown and the COVID during this podcast. This is oh, this podcast is a reprieve from the madness of the world. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, my apologies. My lips are sealed, much like our state. Sorry, that's last one. I promise. Okay, you need to put another quarter in the jar now. Quarters, right? Uh, do you know where the nearest exchange office is? Well, if it's going to be that hard, we won't do it then. Okay, cool. I could just put a whole dollar in as opposed to a quarter. I mean, I think it has to be a quarter. Why? I feel it has to be a quarter. Because I said quarter. I didn't say quarter. I said, I didn't say a dollar. I said a quarter. Two quarters. I say a quarter. Doubling down. Well, two quarters would be 50 cents. So can I just put 50 cents in the jar? I mean, Jesus, making us really hard right now. Like I'm saying, I'm saying a quarter and you're trying to wriggle out of it somehow. Am I embarrassing you in front of your friends, Ross? Yeah, you see, you don't see it right now, but there's bad men that's behind my couch right now. They said if I don't get two quarters, I'm going to lose my hand. Oh, shit. Um, and that's okay. that's, that's uh, exactly the same as double dildo action with another person. Yeah. Uh, blink twice if they have a gun. Well, I'm just gonna, can I just say I'm going to blink twice? Yeah, true. <laughs> the visual gag doesn't really work on this medium. So if you got that Mountain Dew promotion deal, would that be what your comedy career is all leading to? I haven't really envisioned myself as a Mountain Dew spokesperson, but life takes you on many twists and turns. Uh, I'll take whatever's given to me. Uh, is that question asking me what I have envisioned for my comedy career? Well, I mean, I guess that is what it's asking. If not Mountain Dew, what? Um, if not Mount Dew, what? I think the plan that I kind of have at the moment, which I've been working on with uh, another friend of mine um, who's a performer too, is I think we want to both get a van each, like a live-in van and all our costumes and everything is in there and we just kind of travel around and perform wherever we want. Um, and I think that's kind of 
what I'm going to be working towards at the moment, look, it might change. I'm very, very fickle, you know, like six weeks ago, it would have been something else. And six weeks before that, it would have been something else. But my most recent fantasy is driving around Australia and performing at various different venues. Do you also solve mysteries? Because you're going to go traveling like town to town in a van. I've never had a particularly analytical brain and, uh, you know, cold cases freak me out. Uh, I pr probably, we wouldn't be driving around um, Catherine or any of those places where all the serial killers live. So no, I don't see us solving mysteries. Well, it doesn't even have to be like murders. It could be like, oh no, someone uh, took my wallet. And then you find like where the wallet It was is. me. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Mystery solved. There's fifty dollars. Bye. Okay, okay, this could work. This could work. And you can sell the rights to that to Hanna Barbera. They can make a cartoon out of it. Boom. The mystery solving well, performers. Uh, call Hollywood now. Call them now. Okay, hold on a sec. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, hello. Hey, is this, is this Hollywood? Um, no, this is Hollywood's sister, but hang on, she's just in the kitchen. Let me go get her. Hollywood, phone for you. Click, 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 click. Hello, this is Hollywood speaking. Hollywood, drop your freaking yes? pantaloons right now. We got an idea for you. I'm wearing a skirt, but... Okay. Drop your freaking skirtaloons right now. We got a plan. Okay. Um, okay. My skirt's dropped. Yes. What is it? Okay. You don't want to freaking shit a brick with how scared you are of how great this fucking idea is. Oh, great. Cause I haven't shat in like eight days. That would be fucking amazing. I've been trying this new laxative, but it's just not working. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. What, what, what were you saying? I'm saying this. Imagine in Australia, okay. two performers. Okay. Okay. They team up. They get a van. Yep. They go from town yep. to town performing. Yep. But what are they doing and not performing? Solving mysteries. Hmm. Solve mysteries town to town. Think of it. They're like the smell. Like a couple of Jessica Fletchers. Except they perform a combination right. of love. comedy and burlesque. Amazing. We love Jessica Fletcher, whoever that is. That's fantastic. Look, well, um, I'll circle back to this later and uh, I'll be in touch. Bye. Hey, Taylor, I don't know wow. if you're... Wow, a really nice chick. I don't know about you, but she seemed really willing to get off the phone. Yeah. Really willing like to just... No... Really just willing what? to talk about something else. Yeah, like, I can't believe she brought up bowel movements in front of us. That was really awkward. Um, I thought she was, like, quite a classy broad, but there we go. Uh, yeah, it's almost as if she had absolutely no interest in a story of two travelling women in Australia solving mysteries while doing performance. It's really weird. Well, I don't know. Hollywood, screw it. Let's kickstart this thing. Guys, her skirt's already around her ankles. Go around and screw Hollywood. Okay, there's been real troubles lately with Hollywood and uh, that type of thing. I think if we skirt away, skirt away from that, skirt, skirt away from the skirt. 
situation. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be better. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Completely agree. Yep. Okay, but let's kickstart this. I feel it. Okay. The show. Yeah, let's kickstart it. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know cool. this podcast. Don't know if this podcast that well, Taylor, but this past few episodes, it's just turned to me giving business advice to uh, people who are doing much better than me. Oh, right. Well, that's a service that could be useful to some people um, if they need their ego boosted or if they... And look, I don't know... I don't know if you were necessarily referring to me, but listen, dude, you got a podcast. You're doing better than me. I don't have a podcast. I've been thinking about it, but no. Let me tell you a secret. Any old ass, any old asshole can start a podcast. Any old. Just start it. Just start it. I don't even know what it would be about. Doesn't matter. This podcast is not about anything. It's not about anything. Two women traveling cross country in vans who perform burlesque and solve mysteries on the side. That's what my podcast would be about. There you go. You make the podcast, then they make the TV show based off the podcast because they do that yeah. now. Mm. Yeah. It's That's a, your way it's around, not Kickstarter. What kind of podcast do you listen to? Uh, I listen to classical. I listen to rock. Listen to hippie hop. Podcasts or just music? Oh, I just call anything audio related podcasts. Oh, okay. My favorite Ooh. podcaster is. Hmm? So any any audio thing at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I love that podcast that they play over the trains when um, we're about to roll into the next station. Attention customers. The next station is Ringwood. That's a great podcast. I love that. Uh, yeah, but it's just, it's devolved into nothing but ads for me undies now. So for me undies. Yeah. You notice that they say coming up next Ringwood East. You know what else is in Ringwood East? Toilets. You know what makes the toilet experience more easier? If you're wearing me undies. Honestly, you might be onto something there. I'm surprised they haven't commercialized the intercoms in trains yet because that is some prime time advertising space, really. Actually, I genuinely can't believe that they haven't done that. Okay, well, this is an idea. This is an idea. Do you know the train people, Taylor? Do I know the train people? Yeah, you know the train people? The people on the trains or the people who run the trains or the people who own the trains? The train people. The people people. who make the trains. The train people. The train people. Yeah. Also, the people who have trains for bodies and arms and legs poking outside. (sighs) You're making a mockery of what I'm saying right now. I'm saying the train people. I I think that's clearly obvious straight down the line what I'm referring to. You're just turning into this. Yeah, yeah. People who have trains for bodies. Huh? You're doing it to some kind of bit. I don't appreciate it. I'm just talking about the train people, Taylor. Sorry, I'll be dead serious from now on. Promise. Talking about the train people. <coughs> well, no, I do not know the train people then. Do you? Do you have a contact? 
Yeah, I do actually. And if oh, we weren't Miss Miss Comedian over here just turns everything into bits. Could have yep. got to that much quicker. Yeah, it's a curse. It really is. I've spoken to my therapist about it. It gets in the way of a lot of my relationships, forging deeper connections. Just comicalize everything, everything, all the time. I was at a funeral the other day, and a Zoom funeral, obviously. And uh, I just couldn't help myself. It's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Sick person, I need help. Okay, and now we're getting into some Mark Marin territory, and I, this is what's going to elevate this podcast. I love Mark Marin. Okay, could you um, do another take of that? But this say, say, I love Ross Parody destroys comedy. It's better than Mark Marin. Ross Purdy destroys comedy is a podcast. It is like Mark Maron's podcast. It exists. All right. It is similar to Mark Maron's podcast in that it is a podcast. Was that what you wanted? Did we get it? No, we didn't get it. You turned it into another bit. Did I? It's really bad. It's happening without my awareness now. Doctor said this would happen. He needs to up my meds. Okay, okay. What's all this talk about meds? To make me stop making jokes out of everything. It's like the opposite of antidepressants. It's like depressants. Isn't that just alcohol? Yep. I like to tell myself the doctor prescribed it to me, but he did it. I've just been drinking myself silly, which actually does make the joke making worse. So it's, it's clearly not a very effective remedy. It's not working. It's not working. No. I was thinking of sprinkling a little bit of MDMA in there. That might, that might just give me the little kick that I need to, to get rid of this ailment. That Madonna album no one liked? MDMA. That Madonna album no one liked. MDMA. You're gonna sprink you're gonna chop up an album and sprinkle it into the thing and drink it. Okay, hey, that's gonna hurt a lot. Yeah, it will. B Which will make me not in the for jokes. No, that's true. You'll be too busy just freaking pooping out little bits of disc. Little sprinkly yeah. bits of disc. You're not even going to be focused on being funny. I wonder if your the hydrochloric acid in your stomach though is strong enough to break down that plastic. Probably is. I don't think so. Can't it like eat metal if it sits in there long enough? Mm. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a man. I'm just a man. Yeah. A man, a man on a mission to get train announcements to commercialize. <laughs> That's honestly really clever. Like someone needs to get on that. I mean, please don't because I prefer a silent commute. And honestly, even the lady announcing which stop I'm arriving at fucks me off to no end. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Metro lady. I don't, I know Ringwood's the next stop. I ride this every day. So please don't commercialize the train sound stuff 
but I'm surprised no one's thought of it, really. Hey, Metro lady, you're only Metro because that's trendy right now. Mm. Look at all dressed in all nice and stuff. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. Metrosexual. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Hmm? Oh, what, what, what was I doing? Metrosexual. You were comparing the word metro to metrosexual. Don't believe I was, no. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's trendy to dress up as like a train, like a, a train conductor and a, and a person on a train now. So, And that's what they're doing. That's all these metro ladies are doing. Real talk though, have you seen the shirts and stuff that you can buy that have the like the seat patterns on them? You know those squiggly ones? I think they're from the buses, not the, from the trams, but like the old blue squiggly patterns. You can buy shirts of that pattern and my housemate has one and it's so cool and it's my favourite shirt and I want one. Okay, but you, you keep sitting on your, sitting on them, right? You just keep mistaking no, them. Probably. I mean, they don't have that pattern anymore, but if you were to wear it on one of the old ones that have that pattern, potentially you'd have to have matching pants as pants, 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 and paint your face too. So. And that's the mystery. And I think it's up to you to solve it. Mm. Who sat on me? That's great. That's great. Turn that yep. into a comedy bit right okay. now. Who sat on me? I know. It's that person who is sitting on me right now. <laughs> I know. Mystery solved. And I know that because he's currently sitting on me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's like laughing know. part of your act. Uh, generally, well, in my stand-up comedy... No, because I'm still at the point where, like, if I'm doing a bit that I'm really confident in, then it definitely flows a lot more and I try to make it as conversational as possible. And honestly, look, there have been times where I've laughed at my own jokes because if that's what I would be doing in a real conversation with someone when I have this idea, then that feels natural and flows naturally. But I'm still because I do a lot of other types of performance that I'm more confident in, which is the burlesque and singing and stuff like that. When it comes to comedy, I'm still quite green behind the ears. So normally I don't laugh at my own jokes because I'm usually a bit too nervous and I'm just kind of trying to get through it until it's done. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you need to get used to this bit. Okay. We need to need you once again to do the bit, to sit on who's sitting on me bit. Okay. And you don't want me to laugh at it or? Try not to laugh at it. Try to do it as you would do it on stage. Okay. Oh my God. Who's sitting on me? Someone's sitting on me. Mystery solved. Oh my God. It's the person who's sitting on me. Bye. My name's Moon Taylor Bradfield. Goodbye. What did I do? Did I do really well? I felt like I actually slowed down that time and I was actually like taking pauses for, no, I was doing it incredibly quickly. Oh fuck. Okay. That always happens. And that's what makes it work. Going... The fast pace makes it work. You want it so fast that the audience almost can't hear what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Do it again like that. Yeah. Oh my God, there's a mystery. Someone sat on me and I don't know who sat on me. Oh my God, I've figured out the mystery is the person who's sitting on me. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh.
This is the new, almost like subliminal comedy. Like it's, you know, those subliminal things at the end is like, this ad has been authorized by the Australian government, Canberra. Like, or the listing the side effects of pills. That is the future of comedy. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said yeah. two weeks ago. So we're in agreement. Yeah. Amazing. Can you do one? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, I wasn't expecting this. Um, I want to see how fast you can go. What, what, bit, what bit should I do? What bit should I do? Someone is eating your food and that's the mystery. <sighs> hey guys, I'm just trying to get some food right. We're going to get some goddamn food right. But I look at the food. Someone's eating the food. Who's eating the damn food? It's freaking my, my uncle over here. Uncle Fruity Eater. Stop eating my food, Uncle Fruity Eater. And then he went, blah. And scene. Wow, that was transformative. That was, I love the character of Uncle Foodie Eater. The, the, Based the on my real his own mother. Yeah, the fact that his own mother had the forethought to, to know what kind of person he would be as an adult, to name him Foodie Eater is incredible. She, wow, what a woman. Well, Taylor, when you consider it, most people eat food. They do, but <laughs> that's actually, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> that's actually a very good point. It's very uh, easy I, to guess that someone would grow up to eat food. <clears throat> we need to eat food to survive. Not me. I photosynthesize. Okay. This is changing the whole direction of the show. So you're a, you're a flower. You're a plant. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I just said that I photosynthesize. And what photosynthesizes? Me. Okay, but what are you? A person. A plant. No, no. And this is where, see, this is where a lot of people get confused. And I honestly, I have to explain it all the time. So I am a person. I'm not a plant. I can walk and move around. But uh, the uh, he, he, mm, hemoglobin in my blood, uh, my mom actually ate a lot of plants while she was pregnant with me. And so through some kind of freak mutation, the hemoglobin in my blood actually has chlorophyll in it. So I photosynthesize. That's how I photosynthesize. I'm not a plant. Think of, think of, here we go. Think of green ivy, poison ivy from, from Batman. Um, exactly, exactly like her. That's the best way that I can explain it in a way that you'll understand. Poison ivy from Batman. That's me. Who's poison ivy? Pardon? Who's poison ivy? Is that the cat lady? Uma Thurman. Oh, no, you're mistaken. She, her name was Mia in that movie. Like she goes to the bathroom, she does too much. She does too much drugs. John DeVolta walks in and he's like, oh no, the picture's ODing on me. 
No, 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 no. You're thinking of, you're thinking of the one where she gets killed on her wedding day and her baby dies and she goes out to seek revenge on a man named Bill. That's who you're thinking of. Right. And then in the final act, Bill, yeah, it's, he accidentally kills himself by autoerotic asphyxiation. Yes. And then also she's a superhero um, and, but nobody knows she's a superhero. And then she starts dating one of the Wilson brothers and then he finds out she's a superhero and then they break up and then she starts fucking his life up. Okay. 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 You're just doing bits now. You're doing bits again. No, I'm not. You're doing a No, bit. I'm not. This is I know the best is. Batman film ever. No, that's my super ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think I don't know movies? I know movies. Okay? Yeah, my super, super ex-girlfriend. What do you think Batman is? A superhero. Uma Thurman, superhero. Batman, superhero. Hello? Well, that's a bigger okay. connection than I initially thought. Dude, you need to educate yourself, okay? Yeah, you need to educate yourself. Yeah, I need to check myself before I wreck myself. Absolutely. Could you educate the people about what you got going on? Um, well, I just did my first ever Zoom burlesque show uh, okay. last week and we'll be doing another one of those, I think the 29th of September. Actually, let me just actually have a look. Okay, she's having a look. I'm having a look on my calendar and it's on the, ah, it's on the 10th of October, which is a Saturday. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was really good last time. Tickets were only $10 and I'm imagining it will be the same this time. Also, as soon as everything goes back to normal, quote unquote, for those listening at home, um, I have an hour long show called Skanktified. It's all original songs that I've written, um, comedic songs, and then I perform burlesque to them. And it's about my life growing up as a little Christian girl and then growing up into a big fat slut. Whoa. That never happens. Yeah. Whoa. Christian people turning into sluts. <laughs> Whoa. Repression never leads to promiscuity. Oh, Whoa. never. There's only like eight of us. Whoa. There's a support group. Whoa. Whoa. Does this Zoom burlesque show zoom in on like up your nose or something? Like what's that about? No, uh, the camera stays stationary. Uh, you can go as close and far away as it as you would like. Taylor Bradfield, you got any final words for this podcast? Not for life, but maybe uh, for life. Follow my Instagram at enter underscore Taylor. It's a play on words. It's like entertainer, but also like enter me, enter Taylor. Um, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Explain this to me. Are the people entering yeah. you like, uh, this is like fantastic voyage or something. They're shrieking themselves down and they have to fight some disease inside you. And that's why they're entering you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like entering my brain or penetrating me. I mean, I guess in a way they're kind of penetrating you. Like they go inside like your arm or something and they're fighting whatever disease is ailing you. Like that movie, Fantastic Voyage. And what diseases would be ailing me, Ross? 
I don't know what diseases is ailing you. I don't know. You're the one with the Instagram name. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. They got antibiotics for that. You know that. Yes, I took that. So it's not working. So a group of high-ranking scientists got to shrink themselves down and enter Taylor. Yep, and fight off all the chlamydias. Right, okay. Good to clear that up. I thought it was some innuendo about sexual yes, penetration or something like that. No, I do hope they clear it up. So. Okay, are you going to ask me what my final words for this podcast is? Yeah, it's your, yes, Ross, what, what are your final words for the podcast? Well, I think we learned a lot today. We did. I think uh, we, we went on a journey and we came out the journey stronger than ever. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, bonded. Like a blood bond, like a blood earth. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like we'll, we'll go back to therapy, we'll go back to counseling, and maybe we don't have to get divorced. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I guess I never learned what incest has to do with uh, paint stripping. It has ev- everything to do with that. And if I haven't made that clear to you, then that's my fault. Um, yeah. Okay. It was, it was your fault. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Taylor Bradfield, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you, Ross, for having me. Ross Purdy, Ross Thorne, Covenant.